Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome back to another episode of one of these years. Mini camp is over. Congratulations, Colton. I'm, of course, I'm running along with Colton Pouncey. Thank you very much. Who's gotten through mini camp. Uh, and look, hey, man, when uh, I went out there last week at the end of OTAs and it was, I was like, hey, they always find a way to have these on the hottest days of the year. And this year, mini camp was during an air quality crisis. So, like, were yeah, you guys, was... were you a little nervous? <laughs> I was kind of concerned. Yeah. I think I, after the second day, like, I turned to the lines beat like we're all in the, in the media room, like after yeah. practice writing. I'm just like, anybody else? How concerned uh, should I be about this air quality? <laughs> like alerts that we keep getting. And I look at like New York, the photos coming out of there. It looks like oh a, like God. a war zone. I don't know what's happening over there. Somebody um, on Twitter sent me. They lived in northern northeastern Pennsylvania, and they sent me a clip of there, and it was like the number was like astronomical. I was like, is that even legal? <laughs> like, is that like what's going on here? Like, Jesus. Yeah. I saw something that said, like, if you spend a certain amount of time outside New York, it's the equivalent of smoking, like, six or eight cig- cigarettes. I'm just oh, like, man. all right, well. That's not that's good. Yeah. <laughs> just from breathing? <laughs> like, yeah. damn. Okay. So, did they, they uh, I guess, yeah, they, I mean, they didn't go inside, did they? They, they grinded through the whole. Uh... <laughs> they grinded, yeah. Okay. And the well, air quality. You, it, you couldn't really notice it. It was, it was yeah. fine, I think. But just it was smells just, like it was a little just bit funny of fire in the air. We're just like, <laughs> like, I've been outside for, like, three hours straight. Like, am I good? Yeah, like, right. Am I going to be okay here? Like, when I go home? But. In any event, the Lions get some good work in. Um, everybody was there. Well, who was anybody missing, Colton? I guess that's that's mandatory, but you never quite know. I think everybody was pretty much there through OTAs except Frank, and then I'm sure everybody was here again at uh, this one. Yep, everyone was there. There's some guys obviously that weren't practicing, yeah. but they had the whole group there. So your first look at you know really this is the first chance because minicamp, of course, like we said, is mandatory. Uh, the stages of this is for, for those who don't quite know, we can recap it quick. It's, you know, you get the rookies in ready for the draft. They go out there by themselves. And then a week later, uh, veterans come in for OTAs. It is voluntary, but it is also, you know, sort of highly encouraged. They don't do a whole lot of team stuff. As you saw in OTAs, they just don't. They do situational. They'll do position drills and a lot of fundamental stuff. Obviously, no pads. And then minicamp really will be the first time all year Um that I would say they prob- they're not going to install a lot, but you know they're going to work on a few concepts and they will get together as a team and do some competitive yep. periods as best they can. So really the media camp to me is always the last litmus test before training camp to see like who's ready, who's not ready, or like who, who looks ready to go if it started tomorrow and like who needs work to do, right? So I guess I would start yep. open-ended with you before we get into like Jameson and some of these guys. Like what was your biggest sort of maybe takeaway um, – of the whole thing, of the whole like stretch there, the three days, because that's a, you get a lot of work in in those three days out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say first things first, it seems like a pretty focused group, which is what you want to see. You know, the Lions, as much as everyone's kind of crowning them as NFC North champs already, like ah, yeah, they went right. nine and eight last year. <laughs> they didn't really win anything. They missed the playoffs. And that's where the right. message you're getting from every single player you talk to, which is what you want to hear. You don't want to hear people say, well, yeah, this is our divisional lose, like whatever. It's right. nice to have that confidence, but at the same time, like you have to understand you have to put the work in. And that's what 
guys like Jerry Goff are saying, um, Taylor Decker said like, look, we've been shit on for years and like, <laughs> yeah, we're finally coming up. But at the same time, it's like, we got to go out and do it. Like I asked him, Hey, cause he was a guy that was like, we want that Sunday night game against the Packers, like at the end of last year. So I asked him yesterday, Hey man, you got the chiefs coming up in week one Thursday night, like first game of the season. You know, how you feel about that? What was your reaction? Is kind of seeing that one on the schedule. He was like, you know what? It's nice for all you guys to talk about, but at the same time, like I'm thinking about getting through this last practice and then I got summer workouts and I got training camp. I got preseason. Like I'm not even really there yet. So we got a lot of work to do before we even think about the season and the chiefs in week one, which I thought was a great answer. You expect it from a guy like Taylor Decker, but I mean, first things first to me, like they're, they're pretty focused. That was kind of my takeaway. And they got in some, some, you know, three good days of work from, from uh, this minicamp session. I think uh, the secondary, the communication really impressed me, just the way they're talking. CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, Kirby. <laughs> I think Kirby's going to have a great year. Like he yeah. is locked in. Like he's picking off That's golf left and right, like, <laughs> reading, reading balls, like playing center field. Like he looks locked in, ready to go for the season. Um, the defensive line, I think they're just going to rotate a lot, like with all their edges. They have like seven dudes that can probably start for you if you need them to yeah um and yeah i think the offensive line we didn't really see much of them because they weren't really you know going at it real real hard there but the skill players too i was watching them you know jameson jameer gibbs so we'll get to some of those mm-hmm. guys but um a lot of good work yeah that's three days that's what dan campbell want to see a lot of situational work that was another thing they were kind of hitting home mm-hmm. um so they kind of use this time to you know see where they're at in terms of sort of simulating some game situations and and I guess seeing where the skill players are at and things like that. The thing I like about this mixture here that they have is they have so many new guys that uh, seem to bring this energy. A lot of them are on defense. Um, but you mentioned D- Decker and we were talking about Jonah Jackson a little bit before we got on. Um, I, mm-hmm. It's such a big deal for Campbell and those guys to have pe- veterans uh, in the locker room that were here when Patricia was here because yep. – like the misnomer, I think sometimes with the Patricia era is like everybody on the team sucked. Everybody on the team was garbage. Everybody that nobody liked, you know, like, and it's just not true. And like they had a lot of players who were like dying in the, you know, that were just like, I am, this is horrible. I just want to win games. Like I am a good football player. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fall into this trap. Decker was one of them. Jonah was one of them. Ragnow was one of them. I'm probably missing a couple, missing a couple, but it's such a big deal to me that you do have guys that can reel it back in because I think you're going to need to do that at some point in camp, uh, reel it back in and be like some people, like you said, the confidence is great, but there probably does need to be reminders along the way. Don't you think like, you know, we were nine and eight last year and uh, we've never won anything. So like, I mean, guys that were yeah. there when it was horrible <laughs> and guys that are here today and can see that and translate it and have that sort of in their head. I think that's a huge deal because a lot of times these rebuilds, they just totally like chop it out. Everybody out of here, get out. Everyone's brand new. There's no holdover of any kind. Not really so here. There was a, there's quite a bit of holdover. Like Ben Johnson yeah. was here during the <laughs> era for Christ's sake. He was. Fraley. Like there's a lot of guys that were here. So I think that that's the unique part, right? Like I, I still sense that, yeah. that you have the old, like nobody here. Uh, is it's not lost on any player, I don't think, what the Lions are. You know what I mean? And, like, that is pretty important, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, if you're going to play for Campbell, because I think it's important to him, and I think it's important to those guys, too. I think they take that as a personal challenge, like you know, like we talked about. 
Yeah, I have to kind of remind myself that the Lions haven't won anything. Like, yeah, I know that's been a point of emphasis for me this offseason. Because I'm just like, I look around the division. I'm like, all right, Aaron Rodgers oh, is gone. If I can just cut Dalvin Cook, I'm just like, <laughs> they have this division, right? Like, this is theirs to lose. But then they, you hear them talk, and they're just like, we have not done anything yet. All right, guys, like, let's take a step back and kind of look at the bigger picture here. Yeah. We were one and six at one point last year. <laughs> we were like in the hole for the number one pick. They like. Remember us talking about Bryce Young back then? Like, oh yeah, no, I know, like, yeah, right now, hundred yeah. percent. And now you look at it and you see guys, and, and they're just like, you know what? They went on that run. They really dug deep and kind of figured themselves out and figured things out. And they came back and they won the other final ten games. And I think we're all looking at that and saying, well, of course it's going to carry over. But you know, you've got some new pieces you got to fit in. Um, you know, you're trying to bring some rookies along. Like, yeah, it could it could take some time to kind of find their groove again. I'm not saying they're going to get up to a one and six start, but like. Let's pump the brakes on this, like, right. you know. So, yeah, that's five, a great point. 13 and four. So, the fact that they're the ones kind of getting that message out there, I think that's everything you want to see. And the fact that, I, I like you mentioned, like, there are guys that have been a part of some bad teams. They remember what it was like. And so, that's not lost on them. So, just because mm-hmm. there's some hype, you know, they're not getting ahead of themselves because they know what can happen. <laughs> because yeah. Of, been bad before this just this this whole thing and i wasn't out there every day like you were but the vibe of the team feels as much to me in the however many years i've been kind of following the lions up close like this in several years anyway before that as much to me like a professional nfl team that's trying to win a playoff game like that's what the whole lock they like each other they're growing with each other i think that you're not seeing a lot of uh there's not that like sense that a lot of guys had in the first two years where they have to come out here and prove themselves to everybody at every single day. And you, obviously you still have to do that in the NFL, but like, you know, there's more of a comfortability, you know, like there's let, there's more confidence. I think is probably what it is. Like when you, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, with Derek Barnes and it's like, you know, he's in a, he's in probably the toughest <clears throat> position battle that he's ever been in here but he's also the most confident he's ever been. He speaks like a professional football player and a pro athlete. The whole room is like, the whole building is like that now. And there's not anybody that you talk to that has that like, uh, you know, like oh, maybe uh, maybe I'm not good enough to be here. Because man, I'm telling you, people don't know. They don't, they don't realize that is a thing in the NFL. When you get in there in the summer and these guys are new and some of them are like, uh, like I'm getting my ass kicked out here and this is not okay. That's not, I don't hear any of that. There's no... I don't see a lot of guys swimming. You know what I mean? I don't see a lot of people drowning out there. Like a lot of people that are like, oh my God, throwing the hat. We got to start over from from square one. Like the work seems productive. uh, And it seems like they're building, you know, more importantly, a camaraderie uh, that you said it. I don't think they're going to start one and six because even if they go into a rough patch, I think this is the type of time of year where a group like this can build enough to where they can lean on each other, get through some of the harder points and then win some of those games that they did lose, you know, probably early mm-hmm. last year when things are still sloppy. And then they can lean on the experience that they had last year. Like that's yeah. going through that, I think is going to help them. Even if they do get off to a slow start, it's, yeah. it's going to allow them to kind of fall back on their own personal experience and be like, look, we're in this hole last year. If let, let's say they start off. Oh, and two, they lose sure. to the Chiefs and Seahawks. Totally. Possible. I think getting off to a start like that, and seeing how far things kind of tumbled last year going one and six, that will maybe trigger something in their mind saying like, look, we got to get our shit together. Like this, we're not going to repeat last year. We're too good. We know what we can do now. We know that we can go out there and play with any team. We proved that the last 10 games last year. 
So let's dig deep. Let's find out what we're doing wrong and fix it and correct yep. it. And I think that's the mindset that they have to have if they get into that situation. I think that, again, that experience will help them if that ends up being the case, which I don't think it will. But yeah. I you know, agree I with you. They I... have a lot of veterans on this team. Yeah, They've went out and they've added some of these pieces that like a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is mm. not going to allow that to happen. No. Um, Marv. And it's funny because you listen to, yeah, Marv, like you listen to um, Dan Campbell talk about some of these like veterans that they added. He said, you know, I felt like we were missing a guy in the secondary last year that could kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, get get the guys ready to play. Obviously, Tracy Walker wasn't out there. Like CJ Gardner Johnson's here now. Cam Sutton's here now. Emmanuel Mosley's here now. That's that's great. So you don't have that issue yeah. with a lot of young players. And in the defensive line room last year, it was it was Brockers, but it wasn't really playing. So now it's like, okay, how, who's that guy this year? Is it Isaiah Bugs? Is John Kaminsky step up a little bit more? Maybe Aiden Hutchinson's a little more vocal. So they're gonna have guys that have been there last year and know what what it was like going through some rough patches that can kind of bring them out of it. And I think that's mm-hmm. good. And I think for a team like this that has those playoff expectations, you definitely need guys like that. And it seems like they have a lot yeah. more this year. Well said. It just seems more like a team to me and less like a collection sure. of draft picks <laughs> or like, you know, because yeah. because that's kind of what it has been. Like, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, like these are all the guys that they like that they think could maybe be part of the future. And well, the future's here. Like, this is it. Like, this is yeah. what this that's kind of what. And we Chris and I would talk about this at the very beginning when we when they first started this after they traded Stafford. It was like, OK, this year is going to be like you can't if they go winless, it's on the table. OK, they're horrible. They're going to be so <laughs> bad. Like, it's going to be strangers playing football together, more or less. And then the, the second year is going to be a little bit better. And then we just kept saying, by the third season, it needs to be like this. So yep. to me, again, I always like to make these little progress checks. This feels like you're at, you're where you want to be going into training camp. I, you know, other than the Jamison suspension and the gambling bullshit, like all ever <laughs> stu- all other stuff aside, this really does go. And I feel like this feels like where you want to be going into the final stretch of summer and then going into camp. I think that's a great point. What you, how you just phrase it? It's not like this sort of uh, like random parts yeah. that you're putting together. Not, yeah, and yeah. It works yeah. and you just saying like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like maybe this is going to work out. Maybe these pieces will develop over time. Like maybe we have some building blocks here. It's like, no, like they've got a solid offensive line in place. They've got a quarterback. They believe in, they've got some talent at wide receiver. They got this young tight end dynamic running backs, um, a secondary that is going to communicate and talk their shit and, mm-hmm. you know, go out there and, and act like they're the best secondary in the league. Even if they, aren't yeah. that they're going to have that mindset. <laughs> um, they've got a young linebacker. They just added defensive lines coming along. So you're starting to see all these pieces that they've slowly added in different ways, finally start to look at like, like a team. So I think yeah. you, you just phrased it perfectly. And that was sort of the vibe I got out there this, the past three days, you know, they're, they're coming along. Yeah. Coming along. And speaking of some other guys coming along, uh, the Jamison Williams topic uh, continues uh, as uh, he was yeah. out there for the first time, really in a competitive setting. Um, in the offense, uh, I know people are still questioning every move he makes and every <laughs> every step he takes, and that is just going to happen uh, as things go. But uh, your thoughts on uh, Jamison this week? Um, I know he was a hot topic every day, but what do you think about uh, everything there with him? Yeah, you sort of got the full JMO experience. <laughs> That's probably the simplest way to put it. Um, and what I mean by that is you'll see him in like a wide receiver line, like, quarterback wide receiver like individual periods yeah. and then he'll like drop two in a row mm-hmm. and you're just like it hit him right in the hands and he just drops it and you're just like yeah 
bro, what are you doing? Like you're wide open. Like this, no one's defending you. You're just yeah, like, right. you run and you catch it. Like that's your job. And then he drops it. And then there are other times uh, where they get together for like these team scrimmages. And like, we haven't really seen him in action for team scrimmages like a whole lot. Because if you think no. about it, like he, was, he wasn't practicing last year Mm-mm. when he did return our access was f- like far more limited. Oh yeah. You didn't see um, anything. Just like we, we get like stretching and mm-hmm. maybe some individual drills. Like that's for, for those that don't know um, reporters are in season, get like 15, 20 minutes of view- practice viewing. So this time is really our first time to see like how he operates in a team setting. And I thought, I think it was the second day um, he was out there with the second team. So, you know, take that for what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nate Sudfield throwing him some balls, but he dominated. And okay, he's beating he's beating the corners, uh, using his speed, a lot of stuff over the middle. He's finding the soft zone, um, and he's getting open. And they were doing these like sort of two minute drills, and yeah, that's really where you see his speed come into play because it's like when you're trying to move quickly, he can line up, and he can go, and he can. And when guys are gassed on the other side, oh my god, he's not. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he's well conditioned. He's fast, and he's gonna make you make you pay if you're not ready to go. And so he did that, and I think he caught like back to back twenty yard passes. Mm. Um, got down, quickly tossed the ball back. Next play, did it again. Um, and then he he looked really sharp in those settings. And then I would say on Thursday, they were doing they put him out there with the first team and, and, and golf was holding the ball. And there's one play where they get into the red zone. Uh, I think he runs like an inside post, wide open, drops it. Jesus. Like, All right, here we go again. Like <laughs> golf hit him perfectly. There's no one around him. He beat Cam Sutton. Like yeah, well, blew by Cam Sutton, and Cam Sutton's been really sharp in, in practice. Right. So that was that's a good sign. Team. That's a good like, sign. But it's like make, but it's like make the play. But like, make the play. You got to make right. that play. Yeah. <laughs> and so he dropped that right. Then, like two plays later, um, I think he was he ran like a slant route towards mm-hmm. the back of the end zone. Uh, Goff, everything was covered up, so Goff was rolled back to uh, his left. Jamo sees Goff under duress a little bit, breaks out of his route, and then heads towards the sideline to like running with golf, like mirror. Oh yeah. Right, right. Right. Like I see you like, like we're on the same page. Golf hits him. And it was a, it was a bullet that golf threw. Yeah. Back the end zone. JMO goes up to get it. Um, and he was defended pretty well, goes up to get it, gets two feet in bounds and just like falls over right in front of us. Touchdown. Beautiful play. Wow. That was like the most in sync I've seen from golf and Jameson. And that, again, that was against the first team offense, first team defense. So mm-hmm. he was getting a look like that. You know, saw his quarterback in trouble, worked back to him, caught a touchdown in the back of the end zone, got two feet in bounds. So it's like it's you there. see, yeah, it's there, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you see the potential of Jameson Williams. And every time he steps on the field, you know that he can be a dude. And then you see him like kind of mess up on the routine stuff. And you're just like, Yeah, man, if he just gets there, if he gets there to where the focus is there full time, um, you know, he's communicating with golf, they're on the same page. You know, they can kind of mirror each other like they did in that one play. You see the potential. You see that he can be a dude in this league. So some positives, some negatives, but that was sort of the JMO experience. And it might just be like that until we kind of figure things out. But yeah, I I think my takeaway was that he's coming along. That was kind of the work that you want to see from him. Maybe the focus needs to be a little bit better in terms of some of those like easy drops Mm -hmm. that he was having. But same time, like I was I was pretty impressed by what I saw. Like when he's on, he's on. It's good to hear that Goff went back to him too. I mean, obviously, in a situation like that, not that he has a choice, but like that's something sometimes where, especially a guy like him, um, Goff 
and it's not it's not a knock on golf. This is just because how he plays. He's not a scrambler. He's not a guy that can get uh, a lot of extra stuff with his feet. So if you're gonna drop passes on him, he's never throwing you the ball again because it's just <laughs> like you're not. We're not doing this. He's got to trust you. Yeah, he's yes. Trust you. Like so, it's good to see that that he went back to him. Um, and it's it's like in the the only positive of something like that is that it's happening now and that they can work through it. But that is the greatest point here, and that's what everybody within the building, I think, worries about so much with Jameson. It's like, hey, man, we know that you're a gamer. When it's competitive 11-on-11 time, we know that you are ready to go. And you turn the key on, and it's like, here we go. Here it comes. But in every other thing that we do out here, it's 50-50 whether we get that from you. And that's sort of like – I don't know if that's all the way fair, but it feels like that's fair. It feels like it's – Maybe we'll get it and maybe we won't. And it needs to be with literally everything you do. Like, I don't want to like the first day I went out there and I don't want to say like this was disappointing because that's not fair. But like St. Brown's out there after practice, catching off the jugs with uh, whoever the two other guys out there with him. Jameson wasn't out there with him. And I'm like, could have been out there. What would he like? I mean, that's one thing right there. It's a small thing. And it's like, that's what they want to see from him. They want to see all of that. And I know that. Some of that is growing up and all this sort of thing. But look, like hopefully him getting in there and getting some real run with guys and 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 being with them every day as like a full member of the team maybe shows him like little things that need to get fixed. And if they do get fixed, this is what can happen. Like I I maybe that's what clicks because it needs to click, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that, and I think he was thing. I I think I did spot him getting some extra work in after practice on Wednesday. Sure. I mean, not to say that he doesn't do it any, the day before, you know, I mean, he might've, I don't, I don't know, but I was just like, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but but yeah. like, you don't have to question that with, with Amaran St. Brown. Right? Never. Like, he's out there every day. Every you day. know, he's out yeah, there. Right. I just, I, I don't even watch him anymore. Cause I just know he's, uh, I every did time. on Thursday, like when we, when we walked out the field, I was like, where's Amaran? He was inside on the practice facility. Oh, he was doing inside. You know, catching <laughs> some, some uh, jugs. It's because the air quality. Yeah, the jugs machine. So I was like, there he is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like he's a guy you don't have to worry about. JMO, I think you want ideally you want him to get to that level to where yeah. he's just putting in the extra effort on his own, doing all the right. things that he needs to do to get to like St. Brown's level. Um, and maybe that'll come with time. Again, he's mm-hmm. 22 years old. Yep. Some, some guys just aren't wired that way. St. Brown has been wired yeah, that he, way from birth. He was born his that way. Father, yeah. his upbringing, right. yep. that stuff. So JMO, that's probably something you just kind of learn um in the league. And the lines are doing everything they can to help him get there. And mm-hmm. they're patient with him. They understand that he's got this talent, this skill set. And I think in some ways they understood that when they drafted him. Like, yeah, I think so too. Injury aside, we know that this guy had really one year as a starter. Uh, it was a great year at Alabama, but you know he was kind of this lost man in Ohio State's room. Mm-hmm. So we have to bring him along in the NFL. We love the, scout, the talent. We love the skill set. Um, but it's on us to kind of get him there. I think they understood that when they drafted him, they've been patient with him through the injury, now through the gambling stuff. So it is a big, important time for him right now, but um, I, they have not given up on him yet. And I think that's mm-hmm. important to say. Like the fan base, I feel like is sort of getting there with him, which is weird to me. I understand like- he's, They do he's this with every rookie though, or first or yeah. second year guy that hasn't hasn't yeah. taken off. And I think I would agree with you. They need to calm down. Just give him a chance. Yeah. Okay. Like I agree chance. with you. Yeah. People need to calm down. Because- the things that I'm seeing in practice from him, like if he can do this in games, mm-hmm. you're going to love the guy. Yeah. I and he's going to win over a lot of people that he's kind of lost along the way. So you got to give him a chance. Thoughts. Yeah. I agree with that. Got to give him a chance. And it's hard give as, himself a chance. But yeah. yes, as hard as that is, because he's going to have to miss six weeks and it was stupid and all this. 
he hasn't played yet, really. Yeah. And you have to give him a chance to see what he's got. And and it's hard and it sucks and it's gonna suck. But yeah, I that was I'm glad you said that because I do get the same sense that people are getting a little bit too like, oh God, here we go. It's fair to be concerned. It is unfair to be like this is an obvious disaster or whatever. Like, a bust already. That's insane. Like, like that's insane. Come so on. that's not anywhere where we're going to go with that. But I do want to move and talk to some other guys here. I think we're going to go on a little yeah. bit of a shorter one this week. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Gibbs was out there, and that was one I really wanted to ask you about, because speaking of a guy everybody's going to like, I think still, how did uh, Gibbs look uh, during all settings here? What does he have to work on? What What were you impressed by? Stuff like that. Pretty damn good. Um, spent really Wednesday and Thursday watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. Either, I guess Tuesday, Wednesday. I can't remember. These days kind of long together in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- there's one day where I'm watching him and they're running like real routes for the running backs and the quarterbacks are trying to hit him in the back corner of the end zone. And I think he dropped like three in a row. And it was during oh, like the, the recording session for us where we can video them. Yeah. And I like was trying to get like some shots of him just like i have three drops in a row of jameer gives like <laughs> if i tweet this oh, yeah it's gonna be, be a disaster oh, terrible pick see boss pull the roll so i was like i don't want that in my mentions today that would yeah. be good for my mental health <laughs> so well said. um i did see but it's, it's funny though because like right after that recording period stopped like he was 
flashing. He was catching everything. Like he looked really yeah. good. <laughs> and you see the total package there. That's usually how it goes. But um, it is, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, so like during scrimmage work, he was getting a lot of rest of the first team, obviously, because uh David Montgomery isn't practicing. So it was him and if you I'll get, who do you think was the second running back? Oh, that's years? a good question. Oh, man. Um, uh, let me ask you this. Was it Reynolds? It was not. Uh, that, uh, oh, um, was it Ibrahim? It was not. <laughs> oh, Justin Jackson. Is he still there? Did they get rid of him? I have no, not, I, then no. I have no idea. Who exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jamar Jefferson oh! getting a lot of first team work. Yes. <laughs> Brad Holmes is playing the long game. <laughs> he, he has refused to get rid of that guy for three straight yeah. years. And, oh, man, here it comes. How'd he look? How'd he look? He looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked pretty, I'm not going to lie. He looked good. Like, <laughs> Campbell said, Campbell actually told us, he's like, man, there were so many times oh, last it. year where I wanted to get him up from the practice squad. Wanted to get him up for a game, but we couldn't make yeah. it work with the numbers. And running back depth was looking pretty good. So They like him. They like Justin funny. Jackson last year. <laughs> um, but he's, he's sticking around, man. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to Gibbs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll um, touch on him after. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gibbs looked good. Like I think he showed everything you wanted to see from him. Um, the drops that one period mm-hmm. aside, look was pretty sharp, and uh, they were using him in a lot of different ways. There's one play where he would be the outside receiver. They split him out wide. There's another play where he'd show that look and then motion back to the backfield with Goff. There are other times they put him in the slot, um, and his routes are crisp. Playing his foot going, oh, you know, that's yeah. what you want to see. Beating these linebackers. I think poor Jalen Reeves Maven got <laughs> got burned a couple times by Gibbs. It's an unfair fight. <laughs> um, but man, he looked sharp. There's one play where he took a pass over the middle, went up and got it, and then immediately upon landing, just accelerated past mm. everyone. Yeah, that's his like I think right one, there. maybe one DB like tapped him on the hip. Yeah, it's all but that like, in a game setting. That's that's a touchdown. They they rolled him dead there, but in a game he's gone. That would have been like a fifty yard touchdown. And even Jonah Jackson, I asked him for his impression of Gibbs. He's just like, yeah, I saw him catch one pass and and he was gone. I was like, nobody's touching him. Nobody's getting him. <laughs> so like they they see the talent on display and he's really he's good. just so versatile. He's I really know. good. And like I probably didn't pay enough attention to him like in the draft because I'm like, oh, if they go running back, they're getting beat. Yeah, be John. Yeah, right. The more. The more you watch him play, I was the, the same early. I was the same early. Yeah. Dane kept talking about Gibbs back in August, um, yeah. and I was like, he loves "Well, him. well, it's Bijan, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, but like Gibbs is not that far behind Bijan. Like, it's not. Yeah, I mean, he's not Bijan, but he's not. So that was I, I can. I think a lot of people are going to have the same reaction you just had, where it's like, you know, they yeah. get they come around a little bit when they see him out there because." He's like a wide receiver who's also a running back. That literally, like he can run routes like a receiver. It's the same exact thing. It doesn't look any different. So, right? I mean, That's when you he see, said he wants to work yeah. on when he's away from the team. Yeah, he I mean, I'd like routes. to see. I'd like to see Gibbs walk out against like Brian Branch and see how that went. And Brian Branch is a good player. How many times does mm-hmm. Gibbs get him in, in ten reps? And Branch is a young slot who's going to be a good yeah. slot someday. Like that's you know, and I think he can do a little bit of that. Uh, Jefferson is interesting now, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that that was a guy I think that they wanted to cut a couple times, and they or no, they wanted to cut Reynolds. They wanted to cut some other guys because they wanted to keep him. That's what it was. There were, he kept getting hurt, and they were like, "We can't get rid of this guy. We can't." They were. It was killing <laughs> them to cut him. Yeah. And they've been able to stash him two years. It's when you said I was like, "It can't be Jamar Jefferson is the backup 
Running backs. You're going down the list. You're like, who? Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Is he even with the team? So oh, that's Jefferson. That tells yeah. me 100 percent that they think this guy's going to be legit. Like, or they think that he's got a shot. He's like this year's Godwin, even UK, I guess, because it's like we're not done with you yet. So that's very yeah. interesting. I'd like to see. He's got to obviously he's got to stay healthy. That's number one because he's got injury problems off the wazoo. But it's the same thing. Uh, when when camp started his first year, like the first day they put pads on, he looked like Barry Sanders. And then the next day he was injured and we never saw him again. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God, like, what the hell is that? So but anyway, <laughs> uh, anybody else? I mentioned Brian Branch. Um, we haven't talked much about him. Did you watch him much out there? I, I don't know what they're doing with him yet. Uh, that's one curiosity that I would have there. Like, yeah. Where would he even fit at this point? I think he's been the second team nickel. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So I, he's he's had a couple pass breakups I've noticed. Um, you know, I think it's funny. I guess he has a documentary coming out soon. What? Uh, so there's a there's a crew. Brian Branch does that was filming him. Yeah, and like he there's some that's awesome. I guess some I don't know what to call it, reporters or do, people doing the documentary Do- documentarians on him. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the word. Thank you for that. Um, asking about Branch and, and Campbell had some good things to say about him. Said you know we know what he is. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He's instinctive. Um, and I think they understand, like, they don't need to rush him. I personally watching him, my ticket was like, he can start for them, like, right away, I think. Damn. But they don't need him to. Okay. They have well, that's CJ Garner Johnson. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, the oh, few times man. I watched him, he was always in position. I didn't see him get so beat good. too much, and he was making plays on the ball. So I'm just like, ah, he's looking pretty good. Like, he's like the most. Last under... year, he'd probably be a day one starter, week and one starter. Nobody talks about him, right? No. Nobody. You don't need to. Yeah. We're, we're obsessed. Everyone's talking about Jameson. Crying about that or complaining about it's like yeah. I, no one has talked about the fact that Brian Branch is like hanging out in the second team <laughs> on the defense right now. That he's going to be yeah. really good, and it you nailed it. That is this is the perfect, perfect with a capital P situation for him to walk into. You have two yep. stud safeties and Walker. They don't have to rush you to do anything. He can work corner. He can work safety. Like this is perfect for him, and he's not an idiot. He's a nice guy. He's no. a smart guy. Like he he's totally, mature. He's really mature. Yeah, yeah. He totally gets it. I did want to bring him up because and before I bring up Hendon Hooker, because Branch is yep. like the guy that nobody talks about in the whole still. Like, I don't know. And he was like the guy that on draft weekend that we're all like, that's everyone's favorite pick. And I we don't hear a lot about it. I guess maybe because he missed some OTAs, or maybe I'm just not paying attention. But in any event, Hendon Hooker's out there making Hendon Hooker's out there making some shots before we run out of here, because we're gonna wrap up quick this week. I saw Hendon Hooker getting some throws in after practice. Yes. And I don't know. I don't. The knee brace is not this gigantic thing on the leg anymore. I think it's just a sleeve now, right? Like, yeah. he looks like he's coming along a little bit. He's getting better and he's out there with the guys. And I think that's probably a good thing. And you also mentioned that Sudfeld's playing pretty well. Yeah. Like, so with Hooker, I know. So I get a lot of questions still about Teddy Bridgewater because Ian Rappaport reported that. The Lions mm-hmm. had an offer out to him. That was before the draft. And I think yeah. it's it's important to note that a lot of these veteran quarterbacks were waiting until after the draft to see like who added a quarterback to the room and like how much competition will I have for this job, the backup job. Um, so when I looked at the Lions, they got him hooker. That sort that to me told me they were kind of out on Bridgewater because yeah. you know, you just spent this third round pick on a guy that you want to go into that backup job. Um so talking about him first, and I'll get to Sudfield. Uh hookers throwing. I think the first time he threw was after practice on Wednesday, which is day two of minicamp. And uh, he did it again Thursday. He was out there with Trini Benson, who hasn't been practicing. Um, 
they're just getting some one-on-one work receiver. There's been two coaches, one guy snapping him the ball, another guy playing DB against Trey mm-hmm. Benson, and then those two players. So it's it's minimal stuff. He's not really like dropping back and doing a whole lot like in full team stuff yet. Like he's been watching and taking mental reps, but it was nice to see him get out there and loft some balls in the back of the end zone. Like he just throw his mechanics are beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Like I just love the way he spends it. Yep. Yep. Great deep ball. You see the touch. It seems like it's Mm -hmm. now. So he's coming along. I don't know if he'll be ready for training camp. seems like he's going to need more time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, But you see, you're starting to see some some of the the glimpses yeah. of Hen and Hooker, and it's That's nice good. to see him kind of just out there throwing the ball. And then uh, Sudfeld, he's been ripping it. And I've I mentioned him, his connection with JMO, second team. He looks pretty confident back there. And like I didn't really know what they were going to get with him, but That's good. Good to I see. would say they don't really need. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Like, I think they're in a good spot with their quarterbacks. Yeah, that's better than it was last year at this time. So that's good to uh, good to see. But in any event, I think we're going to wrap up early this week, Colton, so you can get out of here and uh, enjoy your Friday. Stay inside, though, because the <laughs> air quality is still terrible. And same to everyone else in Metro Detroit. <laughs> Thanks again, Colton, this week. For Colton, I am Nick. We'll be good to each other, and we'll talk to you later.